the Wales and Greenpeace's flagship, which had sailed with its companion vessel, the Arctic Sunrise, from Cape Town over a month earlier, and had been shadowing and harassing the Japanese for days. Where the five other boats of the whaling fleet had scattered in the storm, no one could say. Watson had found, in hundreds of thousands of square miles of southern ocean, his prey. It was against all odds. Watson turned to Cornelson. Wake all hands, he said. In 1986, the International Whaling Commission, IWC, a group of 77 nations that makes regulations and recommendations on whaling around the world, enacted a moratorium on open-sea commercial whaling in response to the fast-declining numbers of Earth's largest mammals. The Japanese, who had been aggressive whalers since the food shortages following World War II, immediately exploited a loophole that allows signatories to kill a certain number of whales annually for scientific research. In 2005, Japan, the only nation other than Norway and Iceland with an active whaling fleet, decided to double its research kill from the previous year and allot itself a quota of 935 minka whales and 10 endangered fin whales. In the 2007-2008 season, it planned to kill 50 fins and 50 endangered humpbacks. Its weapon is a relatively new and super-efficient fleet comprising the 427-foot factory ship Nishin Maru, two spotter vessels and three fast killer or harpoon boats, similar in size to the Farley Mowat. Lethal research, the Japanese say, is the only way to accurately measure whale population health, and its response to global warming and is essential for the sustainable management of the world's cetacean stocks. The Director General of Japan's Institute of Cetacean Research, ICR, Hiroshi Hatanaka, writes, the legal basis for whaling is very clear. The environmental basis is even clearer. The marine resources in the Southern Ocean must be utilized in a sustainable manner in order to protect and conserve them for future generations. Though the ICR is a registered non-profit organization and claims no commercial benefit from its whaling, critics scoff, pointing out that the meat resulting from this heavily subsidized research ends up in Tokyo's famous Tsukiji fish market and on the tables at fancy restaurants. By some estimates, one fin whale can bring in one million dollars. Each year, the IWC's scientific committee votes on whaling proposals, and at its annual meeting in 2005, it strongly urged Japanese whalers to obtain their scientific data using non-lethal means, and expressed strong concern over the taking of endangered fins and humpbacks from the vulnerable breeding stocks. The whaler's response was silence, then business as usual. Although this resolution is not legally binding, much of the public was outraged that the whalers would openly disregard it. The World Wildlife Fund contended that all the research could be conducted more efficiently with techniques that do not kill whales. New Zealand's Minister of Conservation, Chris Carter, among others, described the Japanese research as blatant commercial whaling. Even dissenters within Japan protested.
Mizuki Takana of Greenpeace Japan pointed to a report issued in 2002 by the influential newspaper Asahi, in which only 4% of the Japanese surveyed said they regularly eat whale meat. 53% of the population had not consumed it since childhood. It is simply not true that whaling is important to the Japanese public, Takana said. The whaling fleet should not leave for the Antarctic Whale Sanctuary. To Watson, there is no debate. The Japanese whalers are acting commercially under the auspices of bogus research, and therefore are in violation of the 1986 moratorium. Even more controversially, the whaling occurs in the Southern Ocean Whale Sanctuary, an internationally ordained preserve that covers the water surrounding Antarctica as far north as 40 degrees south latitude and protects 11 of the planet's 13.